From Ticker Tape, this is Where's My Money. Startup disruptors often have similar characteristics. They have a grand vision for what the world should look like, energetic founders who are willing to take big risks, and piles of venture-backed funding to make a dent in the market. Traditional public companies tend to have one defining characteristic that they all share, a deep focus on profitability. If they aren't profitable, their stock price will drop. This focus, while it keeps the business moving, tends to lead to a risk-averse culture which in turn leaves them open to disruption. And this pattern is extremely evident in the fintech world. Players like Paytm, Policy Bazaar, and MobiQuick have come in and digitized the finance world, and the traditional players are having trouble keeping up. Oh, and those startups that I mentioned? They're leaving the venture-backed financing world and going public. And in this extremely exciting episode, we spoke to Sonam Srivastava, who's the founder of Right Research, about the prospects of Paytm, Policy Bazaar, and MobiQuick as they enter the public markets, and whether or not you should be looking at them as a investment. We started by speaking about the scale of disruption that is brewing in the finance world. The power of technology that has come into the financial world, right, is uh, is akin to, you know, the discovery of electricity coming into the world, you know, century back. And it is really transforming the various areas of finance, especially in a country like India, which is underpenetrated in, penetrated in terms of, you know, digitization and banking and it is bringing in a lot of transformation that is going to grow at a very rapid pace across industries so in a country like india where you know uh, millions of people do not have access to banking or finance these apps and the new digital products are the ones that will really propel that growth so that's why i think that the current de decade is the ripe opportunity for disruption by fintechs in india and there are a number of uh, areas where you know fintechs are disrupting this space. The disruption caused by upstarts in the finance world has been tremendous. Through digitalization, these startups have allowed the underserved sections of India to participate in the finance world. Markets which traditional banks just haven't been able to cater to. But let's get more specific here. What areas of the finance world are being disrupted? And who are the major startups in this space? So the first thing that started was digital payment, the payment apps that came in. And there, the most notable one was Paytm, which was the biggest player, along with Mobiquick, Razorpay, PhonePay, etc. And and digital payment is the you know the first step. Along with digital payments comes lending. You know, once you have access to simple payments, merchants can also lend. A merchant can increase their services, and a user can have you know better experience through the credit that they can have. In this world where you see a lot of calamities and pandemics coming, people are also looking at insurance. So insurance tech apps are bringing in those insurance products with a single click. So there you have Policy Bazaar, Echo, Plum, CoverFox, etc. that are giving those services. And yeah, a big disruptor that you see in India is wealth management. Uh, everybody knows about the growth of Zerodhar, which in the last decade has, you know, grown bigger than the biggest biggest brokers and that is purely by the power of digitization instead of the traditional way so in the same space you're seeing a lot of disruption coming into the wealth management industry grow kuvera upstock etc are leading to that uh, growth in wealth management there's another area called neo banking where you know instead of traditional banking you have 
banks that are purely on your mobile phone that are purely digital and in that space we have jupiter trezor pay x etc that are you know leading to that growth obviously we have a lot of good startups and now some public companies in this space but the whole space is going to grow in leaps and bounds in the coming decade and these ipos are giving an enormous opportunity for the public to participate in this growth every segment of the finance world is being disrupted by startups and a lot of these startups are getting so big that they have ipoed already or are just about to and in this episode we'll focus on three startups Paytm, Policy Bazaar, and MobiQuick. And Sonam will share her thoughts on the prospects of each of them as they enter the public markets. But before we get there, it's important to ask, how have all of the traditional players in India's financial world, who have piles of resources, allowed themselves to get disrupted so badly? I think uh, why the traditional players have lagged behind is I think the power of inertia. you see uh, in the us the jp morgans and the big banks they are not doing fintechs but venmo has now more users than a jp morgan because of the rapid digital growth that they have seen right so i think uh, the the older players have been slow to adapt and the fintechs have rapidly come in with the access to capital to capture that market and now if you look at the industry you see that a lot of the brokers are focusing on discount brokerage and digital broking similarly a lot of the banks are adapting towards upi now that paytm and uh, you know other payment channels are huge so now the pivot is happening but the the disruptors were the one who brought on the change and have really gained from this just to clarify jp morgan is one of the biggest banks in the us and venmo a fintech upstart which began as a peer to peer payment platform which has now grown into a full blown payments app similar to paytm In a very short period of existence, they have usurped the number of users of JP Morgan. The same trend is happening here in India. Traditional banks, brokerages and insurance companies have been too slow to recognize the change in front of them. And because of that, startups have captured such large market shares. And now traditional players are trying to pivot, but they just can't catch up. And now again before we get into the three startups and their prospects in the market it's interesting to note what caused this wave of fintech startups in India to all grow so quickly the 4G 5G internet the way it has gone with jio really disrupting the internet space in India having a massive number of users in the internet space that has been the biggest driver you know for all internet apps access to good funding for these apps right Uh, you know fintech has been the hot funding area for a lot of vcs and pes coming in and recognizing that potential of this space which is leading to this eruption of a number of companies coming into fintech space also you know the mobile adaption uh, the app adaption like when uber came that's when you know people started using paytm to start using uber right because they couldn't use uber without paytm similarly a uh, big event was when uh, demonetization happened the biggest gainer of that was paytm and the payment apps and you know with ekyc now happening uh, with the aadhar linked ekyc now people can you know quickly open a, a broking account within a day because it is linked to aadhar and every of the kyc is done within the day so all these innovations are along with the access to funding that is now readily available because i think the vcs recognize the space having seen parallels all over the world 4G and 5G internet cheap data from players like Jio 
Smartphone adoption and proliferation and large access to funding in recent years have all been factors to rapidly create an ecosystem of new fintech startups in India. And now, players like Paytm, Policy Bazaar, and MobiQuick have all grown so big that they're choosing to enter the public markets. But first of all, why would they even want to make this move? They seem to have unlimited access to funding in the private markets. So right now, why are startups jumping into the public markets is because, you know, the public markets are themselves in a crazy bull phase where public companies are able to get hefty valuation that, you know, uh, these startups demand because of the growth projections that they portray. So this is the ripe market for startups to go public. And you would have seen in the previous markets, right, whenever there is a big bull phase hap that happens in the market, a lot of startups come up and start to go public because they think that they can get a good valuation in the market space. So, so that is uh, the reason why a lot of startups are going public right now. The startups need capital, right? So like Zomato and Paytm all have, you know, said that, you know, having seen uh, the pandemic, they now want to grow at a very rapid pace. And they need capital for that. Obviously, yeah, there is, you know, there will be added pressure for them to be more profitable because, you know, a lot of analysts, they compare them with the traditional companies which have good profitability margins and that's how they value. Uh, but these companies are more growth companies. So what would be more critical for the fintechs is growth compared to profitability. I don't think nobody invests into a fintech startup for the high margin that it is showing, but the potential for it to, you know, grow to a large customer base. The expectation, I think, from the mature fintechs like Paytm that maybe in the next five years, they'll start turning profitable and uh, start getting the margins comparable to a Stripe or a PayPal in the US, which has, you know, a profit margin. And now we're finally covering what you've been waiting for. Here's what Sonam and her investment firm Think about the fintech startups Paytm, Policy Bazaar, and MobiQuick as they enter the public markets. So talking about the fintechs who are entering into the public space, there have been three big IPOs recently, Paytm, Policy Bazaar, and the upcoming MobiQuick IPO. I think it is important for us to understand each of these three IPOs, to understand the perception of fintech in the public markets. So the biggest IPO that came was Paytm. Uh, it opened last week and it met with disaster, to, to put it lightly. Uh, the sentiment around the particular a, uh, IPO among public market participants was very negative. And the fintech story that, you know, that uh, that Paytm has sort of got lost during that IPO process because of the valuation and the contention that the analysts were putting on that how does a loss making Paytm compare to you know, these profitable companies that are there in the public markets. So Paytm fell almost 40% uh, on the listing day and on the next day, but now it is recovering very steadily. And I think uh, right now Paytm is only 15% below the listing price, which is of 2100, which is a positive. And even though, you know, this happened and there was a lot of negative sentiment around Paytm, I really believe that, you know, just because of the scale that Paytm has and the brand image that Paytm has, it still holds a lot of value. There was a report by Macquarie that came on the day of the listing, which was again a big trigger due to which people sold Paytm. So what they said was that Paytm is just loss making. Uh, they have, uh, you know, they will not get a banking license 
and they are already you know uh, the competition from upi has taken away their payment business right they will not be able to capitalize on it they will not be able to capitalize on the credit and the wealth management that they are projecting so well well that is uh, i mean the points raised are good but uh, when when you are looking at fintech there is a element of you know a little bit of impractical uh, the scale with which paytm has grown has been quite exceptional right it has been exponential over the past few years and the promise of uh, profitability is still there right and if if they are able to capitalize on the scale that they have and you know get few of those businesses to start generating wealth for them it would be a good play so i am still you know positive on the projections and we have to watch and see how they execute it so that's about paytm secondly uh, you know this policy bazaar which which got a good listing it is up 40% from the listing price and it is getting very good perception uh, why people like policy bazaar is because you know it, it is the only player in the insurance tech space right now and people think that insurance is going to grow in india because insurance is really underpenetrated in india and policy bazaar will be the key right anybody who wants to look for insurance they go to policy bazaar uh, the third big uh, ip that's coming is mobiquick which is again into the payment space again you know betting on the infrastructure that payment brings which is you know you have a payment app and then you will offer credit then you will offer a bill then you offer a lot of other services and you will start generating cash eventually so policy bazaar also has a good scale but you know seeing the competition or seeing the reviews that payment paytm is getting we'll have to see how they value themselves right if the valuation is quite high then you can expect people to take it negatively but if they are conservatively valued then it will be a good investment what we are seeing in the initial few days of these companies listing is that people have very negative perception especially in india because they haven't seen these companies come into the public markets but what we need to understand is that when you are trying to evaluate a innovator the valuation uh, metrics are very different obviously you expect these companies to turn profitable eventually but the real credit that they are bringing in is with the gmv is with the size that they already have right and now the key thing for them is that they should have the execution that they are able to monetize that size and convert that into profitability in the next you know 5 to 10 years and this happens sooner rather than later paytm's been all over the news and for the wrong reasons the opening days of their trading haven't been what they had hoped for and the major reason for this was the valuation of which they chose to enter the public markets analysts simply just didn't agree with their chosen valuation they thought it was too high but as sona mentions she feels these analysts have been too focused on profitability and these growth companies need to be evaluated on different metrics they should be judged on growth and market share with an expectation that in the long run they will become profitable and despite the early dip sonam still feels that ptm is a good investment and she feels the same about policy bazaar and mobiquick now as you will have seen from ptm's performance investing in ipos can be tricky Here's how Sonam and her firm approach their IPO investments. Investing in IPO is a great strategy in the current market. If you look at any IPO in the previous year, they have listed at 40% plus listing price. So, just subscribing to an IPO and exiting at the listing price is amazing strategy for the current market. It obviously doesn't work all the time, 
there are times when you know ipo they do not get a lot of attention when there is a bear market or when there is a slow market and that are the times when you know you won't see too many companies coming into the public markets also so you have to be aware of the market conditions when you go for an ipo and you also have to analyze the company and understand you know what you are investing in i think you know this is a ripe place for us to invest into fintechs beat paytm mobiquick or policy bazaar and these are the companies i think that will grow their market cap in volumes in the coming decade so we will definitely add these uh, fintechs into our innovation portfolio that we have where we are actually actively looking at fintech plays in the indian market sonam and her team are big fans of disruptors and innovators who are capturing a market space in the market that didn't exist before they believe that these companies will grow exponentially capture market share and inevitably become profitable there's a law called rights law what that says is that you know the longer that these disruptors they stay in business the cost of production for them and all the cost that they have that also goes down very rapidly for them and then these companies they become very profitable and they're able to scale massively so i think that is the space that fintech is in india right now it is in the space where it has started uh, you know gaining wings and uh, pretty soon we'll see it reach a massive scale and the costs come down and the whole thing becoming very profitable and very scalable so that is the theme that we are betting on and like i said in a country like india uh, these uh, companies will grow much rapidly compared to the traditional ones Uh, because of the power of uh, digitization whichever company is focusing on and able to execute this uh, penetration with the digital devices will be able to gain the most there are a lot of parallels across the globe that you can match and benchmark these companies there are a lot of success stories in each areas of fintech like uh, for payments you have paypal and stripe and klarna that you can compare the fintechs to and these companies are very profitable globally for broking there is robinhood that has done really well for insurance tech there is ping an in the china in china that has done really well in real estate there is zillow in you know property tech that is doing really well and you can find parallels to invest for that in india so that's why you know finding these parallels and seeing the growth that these companies are able to achieve we think that it will be an enormous opportunity to invest you know and we don't have to look at the profit margin right now but eventually as the scale comes and as the right law comes into the picture where profit with the cost goes down when they scale i think these will be an enormous place for us to invest in investing in market disruptors like paytm policy bazaar and mobiquick means making a long term bet on their ability to continue to scale capture market share and eventually become mature and profitable companies And as Sonam said, particularly with these three startups who are going public or already have, they are innovators who have created markets that just didn't exist before. And because of that, they have a real opportunity to usurp the existing leaders in the finance world to become the dominant companies in the long run. Will it happen? Well, we're just going to have to wait and find out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Where's My Money by Ticker Tape. On this show, we simplify the finance landscape in India for you. 
So if you're looking to venture into stock investing, sort out your personal finance or make sense of how economic developments can impact your money, this podcast will be a perfect addition to your morning commute or household chores. Also, if you enjoyed the episode and want more of this, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode. And last but not least, consider downloading the Ticker Tape app. It is an investment analysis platform for stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, and much more. The link and further description will be in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you in the next one.